the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good on Friday evening. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. I'm so glad that you're with us today. If you've missed any of today's show, especially our conversation with Kate Trammell from Prison Fellowship, We'd love to invite you to go back and catch up on the podcast, wherever it is you cast those pods of yours. We also enjoy engaging with you on social media. We are at Common Good Talk on Facebook. All right, Brian, I don't know if this is grinds my gears. I don't know if this is just like people being yucky, but I want to have a minute to just like vent about some things I've seen online. Now, before we do that, I actually want to tell you about something fun that's happening I think it's tomorrow. Is tomorrow September 9th already? That does amazing. not seem possible. But tomorrow, Saturday, September 9th, we want to invite you to join Waterleaf Women's Center Run for Life. It's happening at Wabonzi Park in Aurora. You can run or walk this family-friendly event, and all proceeds will go to Waterleaf Women's Center. For more information or to register for the event, visit waterleafwc.org. All right, that's the good story. Here's okay. I just want to just want to vent about some weird things I've seen online lately. All right, all right. Here's the I'm first one. This. So you might add to this as grinds my gears, or I don't know. This is just people are gross. Okay, this happened to a friend of mine. Another friend of his said he had. Now I, I'm not. I love shoes, but not in this way. Like this one guy had a hookup for some rare Nikes. Okay, right. and apparently that's a really big thing. So the one guy that I know pays the other guy pretty decent amount of money for the rare Nikes. Okay. Okay. Then he gets a message from the guy. I'm so sorry. I thought I was able to get him. I'm not able to get him. Well, like a week later, he spots that guy on Instagram sporting the Nikes. He's wearing them or he's wearing them. So clearly he took the money, bought them for himself. And said he couldn't get them. He liked Wait, them and he kept he it for himself. The money? Well, I don't know if he returned the money. He may have returned the money, but he still said he couldn't get the Nikes, but clearly he got them for himself. So obviously, that's weird, major, right? The major question here is did he keep the money? Because I would assume he returned the money at which point. Let's, as, let's assume he returned the money. Then it's just a you shouldn't warn him again on instagram buddy but why well, don't why'd just, you put him on instagram and you said it was a friend it was like a buddy of his yeah that's just kind of dirty yeah it's just kinda, and he returned and, the money so it's not it's not like terrible but like to it, say it, it, i couldn't get them and then you just kept yeah. them for yourself you'd be like hey i got I think, one pair and i'm keeping them like that kind of deal i think that would have been better like just say that look i'm so sorry i'm not going to give these away i love them so much you can't have them right but instead yeah, he weird. just said he couldn't get them right but i think if that's weird. And they're like money then that's end of friendship material right there yeah but they're like ministry friends i think it's shady i think it's weird and shady okay here's another one this one's kind of funny i saw this in rolling stone magazine a woman had to threaten divorce uh to get him to stop play, playing lou bega's Mambo number five on repeat. <laughs> this is actually 
<laughs> Believe it or not, this is Stephen King. He was working on a book. And for some reason, he kept playing Mambo number five while he was writing. And his wife had threatened divorce for him to finally stop. <laughs> it's an awful song i like it's a terrible song and why is stephen king listening to that like what does that have to do with his like scary story because immediately all i'm hearing is mambo number five i know it's like stuck in your head so much so that one's not as gross i thought that one was funny that's kind of funny that's kind of funny yeah okay now this one brian is i'm i'm just i'm just gonna share it with you okay i'm ready Yep. This guy is on Twitter in need of advice. Okay. This is a true. Uh, oh, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. He, he's saying my wife is a novelist who hasn't had any luck with getting published. The way she explained it to me, the process is that you write a book, get critiques on it, edit it more, and then start the journey with seeking a literary agent. That's where most people get stopped. She's been trying to get a literary agent for the past five years with three different books. Every time she says she thinks she's on the right track, only to become depressed after eight months when she gets rejection after rejection. Plus, some of the agents just never respond. I mean, that's all of that's true. She's on the downswing again because publishing basically shuts down over Christmas and she knows she won't hear anything for a while. It's hard to watch her go through this, especially because there's an easy solution. Just self-publish and skip all the drama. Hire an editor, book designer, just publish the book and enjoy what you've made. A ton of people do it, and they're very successful. Mm. She tells me it's not about the published item, but about the experience of being a debut author with a real book at the end in her hands. She wants that moment where she sees her cover, gets the call from the agent, the editor, etc. Here's what the husband says. I ended up getting tired of all this and paid to have her book turned into a quote, real book with a great cover. I did it myself and everything. I was excited to give it to her and our friends and family. So I ordered a bunch of copies. I started sending them to people and was hoping on Christmas this year, everyone would talk about how good the book was. She found out and started freaking out about what I did, telling me that I don't get it. It's not the same. And then freaking out because the book is now online and all the time she spent trying to get an agent for it was probably ruined because agents don't want previously published work. She demanded I take it down. I showed her that five people have bought the book. She's an author. She got what she wanted. She just didn't have to jump through the hoops to get it. In my opinion, that's smarter than doing a little dance just so the snooty literary agents can't stop her from her dreams. She tells me I don't get it. I ruined years worth of progress just to be right. And I think she's upset now because this obstacle is out of the way and she just has to move on and write another book. Or do something that doesn't cause her emotional strife. He's asking for advice. What do you think? So, <laughs> what do I think? <laughs> That's funny. You're going to have a better word on this because you're the author. But here's yeah. what I think. As, as one who is married. Yes. I can completely see why this made complete sense to this guy. Yeah. No doubt. Well, you want to have a book? You want to sell a book? Here's a book. You sold the book. I surprised you with it. I gave it to right. your family. This right. is fun. It's not his call to make. Exactly. Like that, it, like, this is like the old mansplaining thing. Yes, Brian. It, it, it's again, if you asked, if they were like wanted, if if I were an arbiter for them and they were both to just present their case before any of them did anything with it, I'd probably yeah. agree with him. Like you're you're putting all this like I'd probably agree with his facts. But he still should have never have done it. This is his mm-hmm. wife's deal. It's her thing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, 
let her do it any way she wants, even if it never happens. Like if that's her dream, it doesn't matter whether you understand it or not. Uh, so this is one of those examples where men like to fix everything. Uh. Because what he's saying is not wrong in the process, but uh, you can't do it. You just can't do it. He can't do it. That's his wife's thing. She's got to be able to do it however yeah, she no, wants. I, I actually think he is. She might have hit it really big. She might have hit it really big. Yeah, no, I think he is wholeheartedly wrong in every right. aspect of this. Like, I don't even think the facts are right. He's not right. Like, it, it like it's so mansplaining. It's so condescending. <laughs> he literally ripped dreams out of her hands and thought, this will be cute. I'll just make this a cute little thing for you. Here's your cute little project, wifey. Instead of like, what he should have done was started querying agents and been like, look, here's an excerpt of my wife's book. I think you should put what he should have done has been like, how can I help you get some articles published so we can start building your platform to do this novel? Like, I think... Yes. Is, is self-publishing looked down upon? Yeah. Yes, and. I mean, it depends on what your goals are. So I shouldn't say okay. yeah. I have okay. author friends who have self-published because they've got enough speaking events that they want to have material to sell and get their message out at those events. I and see. that's actually really meaningful. And I don't know many authors who their book goes from self-publishing to traditional publishing. I think that's the dream of a lot of self-published authors. That doesn't tend to be true. A lot gotcha. of times, because if you don't have a professional editor, designer, marketer, it's just not going to go as far as it should. But if your goal is like, look, I just want a product to put in people's hands to sell and to get my message out, then I actually think self-publishing is a really meaningful way to go about it. But not if your dream is to is to be traditionally published. Like, I, here's the funny thing. Like, I think, I, I don't think he was trying to be sweet and cute for his wife. I think he like cut in in a condescending way and is a, like, I have bad words for him, to be honest. <laughs> like, I, I and then he gave out copies without her permission. That's the part that I would have been mortified. Are you kidding me? Like, what if she hadn't edited? What if she wasn't done? He just usurped and like bypassed her whole dream and all of her hard work. And I, uh, that'd I be a hard one. I'm guessing the answer to this is no, but yeah. <laughs> would your mind be different if she had tried to sell this to a publishing house for a year and nothing happened? Two years. Is there come a point where it's like, sweet, or never, let her just chase her dream? I mean, she gets to do it. Like, it's not his call. Like, I, I think that's the thing. Like, it publishing takes years and years and years and years and years, number one. So, like, if she decides she's done after three years or five years, then she can do that. But for him to do it as a surprise. No, I think if he asked her, hey, what would you think if I did this as an alternative? And they had a conversation about that's different. But this is just such a weird. He infantil infantilized her dream is what but I think. You would feel, just so we're all clear, you would feel the same way if this story was reversed and the wife was trying to surprise her husband. Yeah. He wrote a book. And, yeah, uh, and his dream was to get traditionally published. I just don't think a woman would do that. <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. Yes, they would. It's, I don't. Yes, it's, would. The, it's the mansplainy thing. I oh, really don't think so. I, I paint with too broad a brush there. No, I, I will woman, paint with the brush. I will paint a with the brush here. Many woman who on their husband's dreams. Many well, a woman. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in this case, this in this is case, just very mansplaining. I, I will give it to you. He is wrong here. All right, coming up next, how do we make the most of our life? Let's uh, try to define that when we come back. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. 
Brian, I stumbled across a headline at Relevant Magazine, and I'm always intrigued why I, what people mean when they say this. But this basically said, how do you, how do you make the most out of life? Hmm. And I was curious, kind of like, what do you think people mean when they pose that? Like the good life or making the most out of life or I don't know what that kind of language. That's a great question because it's one of those things we always say. I I would think that what they're getting at is when I look back on my life at the end, if I have the ability to look back over my life, I will feel like I've focused on the right things. I've maximized Mm. my potential. I maximized Mm. my opportunities. I maximized my relationships. I didn't Mm. waste my time. Um, And that raises a ton of questions. Like, how do you get there? But I think that's it. I think you've maximized those things that are most important and also your potential. Like, yeah, I could have been this and I, I reached that level or I reached or at least tried. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think that's where it's going at. Do you generally think about life like this? Like, do you evaluate, am I making the most out of life right now? Or maybe there's some other language you use or do you, or do you, yeah. How do you think about that? I guess just in your personal life. How do I think about my own? Yeah. Like, do you stop and go, am I making the most out of my life right now? No, but it'd probably be helpful to do that. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise you just go, we, we talk about this often. You go day to day, year to year, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's been 15 years and Mm -hmm. you go like, I'm always impressed by the people who are like really meticulously or methodically planned out. Like I'm going to try to accomplish this, this month, this, this year and the decade, whatever. And I always find that to be admirable because I do too. I, I think it re- to reach your dreams and to focus on the right things takes planning. It yeah. takes focus. It right. takes this is what I'm trying to accomplish because otherwise you just aimlessly go fire to fire, right? Like, well, this has totally. to happen today. Totally. This has to happen today. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably should ask that question more in my life, right? Like, Am I happy with the trajectory of my life? Am I happy with where my focus is? Am I happy with how I'm doing with my kids or my spouse, um, with my job? Am I on a trajectory that 20 years from now I'll be proud of who I am? I think those right. are deep, important questions. I Yeah, I think I, I pause at these uh, kinds of articles quite a bit because I do think I wonder, am I – it almost maybe can lead to like a, a weird, unhealthy place where I wonder, am I missing out? Like, am I not making the most of life? Do I need to reset? Do I need to be on a different path? Do I need to – and I don't think that's super helpful either. Like, you don't want to be living as if you're missing out on something because uh, I do think there needs to be a trust that like God is at work in – the day to day, but where I think you're exactly right, Brian, is this idea that like, if you're not careful, life can kind of happen to you and you've never paused to be like, wait, I need to steward my time. The time God has given me. Am I, am I loving my people? Well, am I loving my neighbors? Well, am I seeking the kingdom? Am I giving to things that matter? Am I living generously? Like if you don't stop to do that, then I do think life just happens to you and you yeah. can, and it doesn't, I mean, that's hard. Cause it doesn't mean you'll live this horrible, terrible life, but uh, will you have met the goals you wanted to, or, or cultivated the type of interior life that you wanted, like it without some type of intentionality? I think that's kind of the question. And I think, 
there's a happy medium here because in some ways you have to just allow life to happen, right? Yeah, like it's it just true. happens, but it doesn't mean that you're passive with it. And, mm. um, you know, I somehow my algorithm on Twitter again has opened the door to like these people who are like, get rich by the time you're 40. Mm. Here's like the eight steps I did. And that's a bit much. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah normalizing like do these eight things and this will happen like in some ways your life is going to take you to unexpected places but that doesn't mean that you don't plan where you can plan you Mm. don't dream and like how will i accomplish my dream like all these things like those are still things that are important um that we probably don't ask ourselves enough so there's a there's a balance in there somewhere there's a balance of Riding the wave of life, where yep. am I going? What am I yep. doing? And then at the same time, okay, how do I get to where I want to be in a year, five years, 10 years? Yeah, it seems like that balance of like being present and enjoying the life you're actually in. So you don't like wish it away or miss out on it. But then also, like you said, like working towards goals that are meaningful, that feels important too. I, okay, I asked our friend Chat GPT while we've just been chatting right now, how do I make the most of life? Are you ready to know what AI says? Oh, you love the AI. You love checking on the AI. <laughs> so entertaining. It does say this. Here's the here's the caveat. Making the most of life is a deeply personal journey, and what it means to you may be different from what it means to others. However, here are some general principles and strategies that can help you make the most of life. One, set meaningful goals. Define your values and what truly matters to you. Set goals that align with your values and give your life purpose and direction. Two, stay healthy. Taking care of your physical and mental health is essential. Eat well, exercise well, get enough sleep, manage stress effectively, a healthy body and mind, provide a solid foundation for a fulfilling life. Three, cultivate relationships, nurture meaningful relationships with family and friends, social connections, provide support, happiness, a sense of belonging, embrace learning, never stop learning, Mm. practice gratitude, cultivate an attitude of gratitude, ChatGPT says. See, ChatGPT can be can be like, uh, they, they can be coy that way. Yeah, right? they can be a little pithy, right? Uh, live in the present. It's what we were just talking about. While it's essential to plan for the future, don't forget to live in the present. Take risks. Mm. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. That's actually, I'm like, yeah, that's good advice, ChatGPT. Help others, they say. Manage your finances. This is a long list, by the way. Travel yeah. and explore. Foster creativity, engage in creative pursuits you're passionate about, set boundaries, learn to say no, reflect and adjust, adjust and adapt your plans accordingly as you reflect on your goals and priorities, seek fulfillment, not perfection, and stay open-minded. That's a pretty good list from old chat GPT there. That's not bad. bad. Anything that feels like different for the Christian, do you think, Brian? Well... We, yes, because to be a Christian, we know that ultimately, to sum it up the way many people have, our goal is to know Jesus and make him known. Yeah. Right. And so, how do we make the most of life? That kind of becomes the lens through which do, have I made a passion of my life to know Jesus, to, mm. to know him deeply? Yeah. And is there some part of my life that is focused on making him known to others? Like, I, yes, it's not about self. Uh, fulfillment and yeah. what can I get? What can I gain? It's about, do I know Christ? Cause we believe mm. in Christ is where abundant life is found. And have I spent my life 
doing things that make an eternal difference, making him known to others. So I think yeah. that becomes the different rubric or the lens through which we look at things. I think that's, re- that's really, really insightful to, to think about that as a Christian, like all of these other things can matter and you can pers- pursue them. You can pursue health. You can pursue goals. You can pursue travel. You can pursue learning, kindness, etc. But like our overarching goal is that making Christ known and being known by Christ. I think that's really, that's, that's making the most of life right there. That's really good. Hey, uh, coming up next, Brian, we're going to do one of our favorite things to do each and every Friday. And that is a top five list. Get ready for it. It's a fun one. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. I'm so glad that you're with us on this Friday when we get to do one of our favorite things. That is a top five list. Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five things with Brian and Aubrey. We thought today we would do our favorite iPhone apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is specifically like what iPhone apps do we use in our life that might share a little bit about who we are. So, uh, this isn't, we've taken off things like the texting app. Obviously, yes. we're all using that Gmail. We're, you know, we're not talking about that, but kind of our personality type apps, iPhone apps by personality type. Maybe that's this the way we do good. it. This is yeah. pretty good. All right. I gotta be honest. This is uh, good. Do you, do you have your uh, first one, Brian? I do. My number five for me, I chose the, so I kind of thought, which ones do I not only like the most, but which ones more importantly, do I use the most? Yes. Which ones do I use the most? So for number five, I use the good old maps, the maps app. Well done. Yes. I've gotten to the point in my life that I could be driving somewhere where I'm fully know where I'm going and I Mm -hmm. still put it in like to check the traffic or Mm -hmm. is there another route? It's gotten to be a bit much. This is how we should also call this. What are the apps that have become a bit too much in your life? That is a great, that's a great one. Uh, Maps. I like to map things or if we're like, Oh, we should go here. I map it. I'm always, I'm always wanting to know how far it is. And (laughs) that's so funny. You know, my husband is like that too. And even before like apps, he would like get a, get an actual map and be like, I need to know what the roads are. I'm like, why? We'll just get there. But he wanted that overview. So you're similar in that way. That's interesting. Maps. Maps. All right. Uh, My number five, this is going to be funny. I've got a couple of these that are a little like, well, you'll, you'll get a theme in a minute. The Southwest airlines app. I feel like I am constantly checking it because of all the deals. I'm like, how often can I go to Orlando and that's it'll funny. only cost me $49. Like, that's like, I, there are a lot of mornings when I get up and before I even read the Bible, I'm like, should I go on the Southwest app and just see if there's any sales so today? I, I was looking at mine to go, which ones? I saw the Southwest one, but I don't tend to go on there just to. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. You know what I've done? This is a major confession, and I'm not suggesting it, endorsing it, or saying it's good. However, when the sales have been that cheap, I've gone ahead and purchased tickets just so that I have some like Southwest credit that I can use later. Like I'll, I'll buy the flight, then I'll cancel the flight. And then I've just got that credit for like future. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Don't do it. Not a good use of money, that's, but that's, that's, I, that's, I'm telling you, I have a relationship with the Southwest airlines app. That's what that's I mean funny. by that. All right, number yeah. four for me, this is the only one that I didn't know if it counted. Like mm. if it, this one might fall under like the Gmail texting. Ah, uh, okay. Anywhere. Uh, 
because maybe it doesn't. Uh, I went with the Notes app. Oh, that's a good app. Do you know, you probably know this. Kevin just told me you can take a picture of like something in a book on the Notes app and it'll transcribe that page for you. I did not know that. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? We're going to need to figure out how to do that. But um, I'm on the Notes app, especially as I forget things more and more. Mm. Literally, Aubrey, I'm doing this right now. I made my list on my Notes app. And I'm constantly making like to-do lists and crossing them out and Mm -hmm. recording things. What books have I read? What do I want to read? I have Mm. more notes going than I probably know what to do with. So Mm. it's like it's the new school post-it note. People used to have post-it notes all over the place. Now it's on your phone. I'm on the notes app daily. That's a really good one. I wish that was on my list because that was a good one. Okay. uh, My number four, I'm just going to go with the Starbucks app because... I like using it. I like adding those points. I like getting points. I like going to Starbucks and be like, oh, I can get a free drink. Why? Yes, nope. I will take that free latte. Uh, it's not as entertaining for me as the Southwest app, meaning I'm not like engaged with it a lot, but I enjoy using it and paying with it and seeing what the fun little things are. And I use it to send, I like to send gift cards to people. So you can do it I've through that app. And that's kind I've of not gotten a gift card from you through that. I'll just point that you out. You probably have actually, Brian, you've just forgotten. So thank you for remembering uh, my meaningful gifts. That one might show up on my list here. Oh, on, all right. Cool. I put on number three, my one social media app. It's the only one I have on my phone. Mm. It is the Twitter app. I spend mm. too much time on it. I'm consider getting rid of it. But yeah. if we're going to be honest, it is it is one of the most used ones. And I enjoy it. It's a mindless thing for me. Probably yeah. too mindless at times, but I'm the Twitter yeah. app guy. Yeah, you're the Twitter app guy. I'll throw in my social media usage here. I I have two here. I, I put Instagram because that's what I'm on the most more than any other more than any other application or social media. Then I also threw in kind of as a slash, there's an app called Witgram that helps you size your photos for Instagram because sometimes, I don't know, Instagram's weird about sizing sometimes. So every once in a while, if you can't fit it, you can go to Witgram, format it, and then post it to Instagram. So I'm putting Who those knew? as partner sites, Who partner knew? apps. Yep. You're, that, that, that proves you're too much into Instagram that you're doing that with your pictures. Maybe. Or maybe I'm brilliant at Instagram. Uh, number two. So this is a combo. Okay. One of them is Starbucks and the mm-hmm. other is Duncan. Ah, yes. I use the Starbucks app and the Duncan app way too much in my life. Really? Um, way too much in my life. Uh, and then you get free stuff with it and it always makes you really excited. Like you're gaming the system. They're only giving you free stuff because you use it so much in your life. Um, but yes, I love, I'm a con, I mean, there's, they're not fun apps. So it's not like I'm on the Starbucks app. Like, Ooh, this is fun. Right. It right. It has more to do with how often I use it. Yeah. Ridiculous amounts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. In fact, that helps me with my number two. Cause I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, this is not an app that's fun at all. But this is an app that I am on more than any other app. Starts and that me. is, no, it does not. Although that's going to be my honorable mentions. It's the Chase Bank app. Because I am every morning opening it up. What's our bank account? What's been spent? Okay, I need to change our daily budget. Let me make sure this line item is here. Are we okay here? Are we, like, I like, I swear, I like live and breathe by the Chase bank app to the point where it might be a little unhealthy yeah there's some truth to that the discover card app is like that for me as well is it yeah it's on there yeah yeah all right i've got a couple honorable mentions okay let's hear them uh the mlb app major league baseball oh yeah only during the baseball season yep uh i've told you before i like be real 
Not because oh. I follow anybody, but because your kiddos, I literally right? just follow my family. And so when my daughter's away at college, I'll get to see a picture yeah. of her every day doing something. So I Fun. enjoy Be Real. Uh, the next two show how old I am. I'm just oh. an old man now. I enjoy the weather app. I will check it in the morning. I like the weather app too. Yes. What is the weather channel? Tell me what is the, yep. the weather app? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and that. And then last one, even though I don't think we're going to move anytime soon, I do like Zillow. Oh, I have friends who are uh, like Zillow people. Yeah, that's funny. You just check it out. Oh, that's, see what that the, house ooh, that's a that pretty much. house. Oh, wow, you could get that in this mm-hmm. area. No, I, I enjoy a good Zillow mm-hmm. app. Yeah, what that's about good. your honorable mentions? Okay, my honorable mentions. I got the Target app. I just like seeing what's happening at Target, what kind of cutesy stuff they have. I have Pinterest kind of for the same reason. I like to go on Pinterest and just look at pretty pictures of things. Like it's kind of fun for me. Very mindless. Probably like your Twitter. Like it's just sort of an escape. And then I threw Amazon on here because, I Mm. mean, I probably have already purchased 10 things on Amazon today. That's an exaggeration, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like I'm on it. Oh, we need, we need locks for your locker. Amazon. Oh, we need shredded cheese. Amazon. Like it's just so easy. It's amazing. Amazon Prime is such a game changer. All right. Number one. I don't think our number ones will be the same. No, they're definitely not. I know they're not. I'm confident of this. Uh, this one might get me like you might look down on me for this one. So I'm just oh. having to be honest. Okay? okay. Wow. Confession time. I love to get on, find my friends and see where my family is. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially when my daughter's at school. Like there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm not, this like, is stalking not her. where I is thought she, you were headed with this at all. Be? It's not at all. Like, are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? <laughs> but sometimes I like to like, oh, she's in class right now. Okay. Or, <laughs> Or before I call my wife, like rather than call her and ask her a question, I'm like, oh, is she home? Like, I'll just check if she's home so that I know she'll talk versus not talk. I, I like to find my friends. Or if they're like, if Carrie went to go pick oh, the kids funny. up at school and I'm like, yeah. when are they going to be home? I won't yeah. text her or call her. I'll check the find my friends to see where they are on the route. And that I'll they'll be home in 10 minutes. Hilarious. So Kevin also likes find my friends. So this is funny. You both have that in common. And I'll turn mine off a lot just to see if he's checking. Like it's kind of a game we play. And and every once in a while, he'll be like, turn your find my friends on. Where are you me. right now? It would bother me. It would bother me. <laughs> I'd have problems. I would not be able to handle that. Oh, that's so funny. That's a good one. I did not expect that. Okay, my number one, similar to my Southwest app, I spend a lot of time on the Disney World app just to see like what the wait times are for rides. <laughs> and like, do they have any cute events going on? And what what new t-shirts can I buy? What's the what's the transportation like today on the monorail? Like I just like to see what's happening. My favorite place on earth. All right, those are our top five apps. Let us know. Uh, your favorite on our social media at Common Good Talk. Coming up next, I'm going to ask Brian a marital question. I think he's going to side with my husband, but we'll see what happens. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Before we head into the weekend, we want to tell you about an event that's happening tomorrow, Saturday, September 9th. You can join Waterleaf Women's Center Run for Life. Like we said, tomorrow, Saturday, September 9th at Wabonzi Park in Aurora, You can run or walk this family-friendly event, and all proceeds will go to Waterleaf Women's Center. For more information or to register for the event, visit waterleafwc.org. Okay, Brian, you said you saw this, and so I think you already have an opinion about it, but my husband has been working very hard on a doctoral uh, paper, research paper. He turned it in 
Monday night, I think it was, and posted about it on social media. Just finally got my paper done. Something like that. And everyone's congratulating him. And I have to say, it put a little bee in my bonnet because I had spent the entire weekend, all day Sunday, all day Monday, editing that paper for him and helping him get it ready and format it, et cetera, hours of both of those days. And there was no shout out to the wife at all. So I, w- walk me through this. Yes, okay. Yes. I saw I saw his post and your comment. Uh so w- what were you hoping for? What were what would yeah. how would Kevin have done this well? Because yeah. it strikes me as you were looking for uh I don't know if you're looking for applause, you're looking for maybe words of affirmation. But you needed it on on like a face you needed it oh. on social media. Yes. I'm sure he said thank you. He did say thank you. And I really appreciated that he said thank you. I needed him to say thank you. But I'm sure he said thank you before the social media post ever happened. Like he probably thanked you when he hit send. Yeah. Here's what. Okay. I'm reading his thing. Wrapped up another doctoral paper and I'm excited for more at Northern Seminary after I catch my breath a little though. Then I think I would have liked, and a special thanks to my <laughs> wife. You know how ridiculous this sounds as you're saying this. Right? I do. <laughs> At Upsamp for spending all weekend helping me edit it. Yes. Love you, babe. <laughs> wink, wink. Proverbs 31. <laughs> woman of valor. Hashtag woman of valor. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're hearing how ridiculous. I am. I needed this therapy. This is good for my marriage. But is it is it ridiculous though to give a little shout out, a little thank you? So yes, it would have been nice if he. he, I'm sure it would have been appreciated if he did. I, I think if I could say gently, if I were in your shoes, yes, I would please, please. look in the mirror and go, what is, what is the need? What's here? in my what soul? The, What's happening in my own soul? What is going on in my own soul <laughs> that I needed this? So when you finish your book when, in the past and you post, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm so grateful this journey's over, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Like, Turned it end, in. You know, every author yep. writes that they've got the, uh, the screen up and it says at the yes. end. Of, uh, yes, dramatically. yes, yes. Have you tended to shout your husband out for what he did during the, not just and thanks to Kevin, but also like, and thank you to my husband for giving, you know, for either reading this through or bouncing ideas. No, or- but he doesn't do that. That's the difference. I think that's really? what's like, no, he doesn't. I've been, I've been a writer for 10 years and I don't even know if he's read my books. Like he does not give me feedback. He doesn't bounce ideas off me. He does not edit. He does. I've even asked him a couple times and he's like, no, you're fine. I trust you. Has he admitted to not reading your book? No, I'm exaggerating about that part of it. Are you confident he has read each of your books? No, I am not confident that he has read each of my books cover to cover. A wholeheartedly not confident. Are you confident that he has read one of your books cover to cover? No, I am not. I remember hearing an author older than me once say that the people who loved her most, her husband and her parents, probably never read her books. And I've just held on to that as like, I think that's probably true. I've never written a book, but Carrie and I had a talk the other day where she actually said to me, does it bother you that I never listen to your show? And, and it said, doesn't, right? I said, it does not bother me at all. Yeah. I said, it does not yeah. bother me. In fact, I feel greater freedom to talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel greater freedom to say whatever I want. Uh, oh, that's so funny. Which would you have appreciated more? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Test you here. Yeah. 
Would you have appreciated if your husband said, uh -oh. <laughs> Wait, we're Oh no, we're joined by Kevin <laughs> Samson. Kevin, I've got your back here, buddy. How has this happened? <laughs> the universe just called out to me and said, I wow. need to somehow get on this show. Wow. This I is an this. unexpected. <laughs> Kevin, I've been fighting your good fight right now, my friend. Yeah, he had. Do you know why they why the universe summoned you, Sampy? I don't know, but I felt like it needed to happen, so I'm here. Wowza! Wow. Well, I was just saying, I was just saying how much I appreciated that you said thank you to me on social media for That's helping you with your for helping with your paper. It was called into question whether your Facebook post should have explicitly said that your wife helped you so much. And Brian says no. Brian said, says it should not. I said, Aubrey, this says more about your soul than anything else going on. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I felt in my home that she is trying to like take credit for this whole thing. Whole, not whole thing. And, not and whole I've thing. been not in my thing. mind, I've been already keeping track of like, when has she said thank you for this to me? When is she? When is she? When is she done? Like, I mean, at this point in my mind, she owes everything to me and uh, <laughs> I didn't need to thank you until she started she started doing it this way oh wow I've never enjoyed a segment more on a <laughs> exact I quit I quit right. walking away now Kevin I did tell your wife that I said if I were her I would look in the mirror and say what need is not being met that I have to go please shout me out on social media right now <laughs> Yeah. He did say that he had he had your back. He he did he had your back. Hey, by well, the way, c congratulations on finishing the uh, paper. By the way, <laughs> thank you, it, thank you. It didn't need to be this big of a deal, but I'm I'm really really appreciate the uh, the encouragement, Brian. If you ever need me to edit next your next paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna turn it in from here on out. Now I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not bothered with anything. That is a great idea, actually. That is a great this idea. This I, I really Brian, thank you for getting my back. Aubrey, thank you for uh, um, helping with the paper. Facebook today, or it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't count. It's too late. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good. Hey, we'll be back again on Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. for Brian Fromm and apparently Kevin Sampson. I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.